Can you hear it with your ears? Can you see it with your eyes? Can you feel it wiggling between your quivering thighs? That thing, that thing, that thing with James. Once every millennium, something will come along. When you feel it, you will know it, cause it's coming on strong. That thing. Stress. Let me come inside your mind I promise you it won't take long The change will happen soon You will feel something so special Growing deep within you That thing, that thing That thing with James When I pick up this microphone, it better not fucking, fucking turn off. Okay, maybe, maybe I just won't touch it. Very careful. The goddamn connection on this microphone, it's gotten funky. It's very more sensitive than usual. It's the USB connector. How does this, how does that, um, fuck it, I'll pick it up. (laughs) Okay, for the love of God. Please don't turn off. Please don't turn off. All right, here we are. Oh, shit. Welcome to episode... Welcome to episode... Uh, blah, blah. Fucking hell. Welcome to episode... Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. Welcome to episode... 60, welcome to episode 63, I'm pretty sure it's 63, I should check, I don't, I don't remember to check these things, but welcome to another episode of That Thing with James J. Asher II, I'm your host, James J. Asher II, and boy, what a long week this has been, it's nothing, nothing bad bad per se although there was a very strong full moon the city was just hectic heck energy all over was just totally hectic for the two days leading up to the new moon and then uh the new moon came and the day of was fairly hectic but right after that the next day things smoothed out a bit and i i had a pretty fucking good week not gonna lie uh, making making new friends with people, living life, doing the thing, doing life. You know that thing that you experience when when you're aware of it. Um, well, this week just seemed super long. Like every week uh, since the fucking pandemic became real for the United States of America, um, the weeks have just been like boom, boom, boom flying by but this week felt very long for some reason i don't know why that reason is but it is what it is but i've been doing good things um 
I've been getting more social again as much as I can be with we're still doing social distancing and all that stuff. Wink, aren't we? Folks, I know I am. Wink. Especially when I go to the store. Like, I'm still fucking wearing a mask. I don't care if uh, the governor, dumb Abbott of Texas, says, oh, you know, yeah, we know we're going to kill more people, but we don't want to pay any more fucking um, unemployment. That's the only reason. They're not, they're not fucking, you know, uh, easing up on shelter-in-place restrictions uh, because of, you know, um, what one friend of mine reasoned it as being like a thing for like herd immunity. That's not why they're fucking doing it. They're not doing shit. It's not to flatten any fucking curve. Well, it's to, um, I guess maybe flatten the curve on how much, you know, welfare communist money they're given to workers um, who are in dire straits and who are not getting fair fucking treatment as workers. It's fucking insulting. A one-time $1,200 check for Trump bucks, which, by the way, I got my check this week, and let me tell you, I was very, very, very disappointed. Um, I was expecting to see Donald J. Trump's signature on it, not his personal, well, his personal signature just like copied and printed onto it. But no, 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 no. It was just like type print his name on there. I wanted his goddamn signature. You know why? I have no respect for the man. Um, he's humorous. It's entertaining. That's it. I don't, I, you know, I, he's not a good guy. <laughs> okay. And, and, uh, you know, he's just sort of a, a puppet for, a bunch of other not good guys and gals who just want to grab as much as they can and hold on to it and not share with anybody else because they don't have to. So they're not going to. Um, well, anyway, I wanted like a commemorative, you know, fucking piece of paper with, with Trump's signature on it. And I did not get that. Instead, I got a piece of paper with his name just type printed on it. And I was very disappointed as I put that money into my savings account because I'm going to use that money to go toward my fucking taxes because I'm freelance. So, uh, you know, I have to pay my taxes myself. Some people get confused when they're 1099. They'll say, oh, you have to pay your taxes like uh, other people who are on like what W2, W4, whatever it's called, one of the W's, your standard uh, contract employment or or wage employment, um, the money, your tax money is automatically taken out of the paycheck that you receive. But as a freelance, that is not the case. You receive the full agreed on price uh, for whatever uh, labor you're doing. And then you yourself have to, um, you know, calculate how much you owe in taxes and send that money yourself to the IRS or treasury or whomever. Um, so people who say to freelancers, oh, you have to pay taxes. Well, other person, standard employment person, 
you're paying your own taxes too. It's just someone else is doing the process of taking that money out and sending it to the treasury or the IRS on your behalf, okay? So that's why you get money back at the end of the year because there's like an estimate. Me, I don't get any fucking money back. I always owe money. Um, so that's, that's the joy of being a freelancer, a very poor freelancer. Um, but yeah, fucking people, dude. I ventured out uh, onto Facebook and I made one post about Governor Greg Abbott lifting these restrictions. And I just wrote something. And of course, people came out of the woodwork. And I was like, you know, it's been two or a couple months, I think, since I've, you know, taken a break from talking any political stuff on there. But the thing is, with this, you know, my friends were coming out and saying, oh, it's just herd immunity. Don't politicize this. And I, I, I could have explained what the fuck I was talking about, but I didn't. All I said was whoosh because it was going to go over this person's head anyway. I was not politicizing what the fuck is going on with the lifting of the restrictions and everything. It was politicized already by the fact that no one, like the, uh, the legislature took the bare minimum, like they barely did anything to really help people. I mean, they did make some expansions for, for, um, unemployment, um, benefits and that's good. That's good. It's a nice first step, but is it enough? Not fucking nearly. And now they're sending people back out to just go die for political economic reasons and money economics dollars are political money is political money is political period with the kind of system that we have in the united states of america money is political and some people don't seem to understand that so if you want to talk about money or the reasons political things happen, political things aren't happening for your, your well-being, not in the age of like um, neo-politics, be it neo-conservatism or neo-liberalism. The things they do, they do for money. It's always about money. It's not about you. It's not about your humanity. It's about money, 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 period. Anyway, let's change the subject. So this week I was talking to another friend, totally different subject here, talking to a different friend about some snacks I like to have. And this is not the first time that someone has been kind of like a little grossed out by some of the unique snack suggestions I have. And so this friend suggested I do an episode about my weird snacks that I make. So I'm going to do just that. And I figured, you know, while I'm at it, why don't I just sort of wax about my snacks, about food, about cooking, about jazz, and about drugs. Because cooking, jazz, and drugs, all three go hand in hand. 
with one of two or three. Some uh, You can exchange them all, but they all go hand in hand. And I will expound on that subject after this short break. I will be right back. And I'm back. So let's talk about some snacks and some food mixtures, combinations that I find fucking delicious. Some that were taught to me and some that I discovered on my own. Um, now, when I tell people about this, not everyone finds these combinations or or. or when they think about it, before they've actually tasted it, they think it sounds weird. They think it would taste bad. But once they taste it, they, they're taken right to Flavortown. I mean, I pull that bus up, bus to Flavortown, and I say, hey, hop in. And it's their choice to either get in or not. But once they get in that bus, I always take them to Flavortown. And you know... I don't fucking lie. If something, at least is when it comes to food, I'm not going to lie if something tastes good or tastes bad. I know what every person in the world is going to like. I know it. And I haven't even given my food to every person in the world, but I guarantee it. Every palate, uh, even every living creature that is able to digest some type of food will love it. Dogs, dogs love my food. Cats? Yeah, but I mean, I'm not going to give a cat a fucking, like, a, a jalapeno. Although some dogs actually like to eat jalapenos, which is bizarre, but that's whatever. Um, let's start with, hmm, let us start with peanuts in certain types of soda. So when I was... If you, if you hear a bunch of noise and talking in the background, there's someone new moving in and into the apartment next to mine. And I think they're like bringing up a, a bed frame. Anyway, um, when I was maybe in junior high or something, I was living in Oklahoma and it was evening. The sun had just set. Um, I was in the truck with my dad and we stopped to gas up at Love's. Love's is a chain, like a, a, a gas station chain in Oklahoma. And I believe I've seen it some here in Texas as well, at least around Northern Texas, which makes sense because, you know, North Texas touches Oklahoma. Well, um, I'm watching the gas. My dad goes in to get some snacks and he comes back with, um, you know, a little bottle of, for each of us, I can't think of the, um, the, uh, the measurement. What is it? 12 ounce bottle or whatever. Well, he comes back with two bottles of Coca-Cola for each of us and a little bag of roasted salted peanuts. And he says, watch this. He unscrews the, the cap of his Coca-Cola bottle drinks a little bit of it to create some space in there, opens the bag of peanuts and pours a few peanuts in it. And he said, try that, do it to yours. And I was like, that's weird. 
but I'm going to do it. I trust you. And so I unscrewed the cap of my Coca-Cola bottle. I drank a little bit of my Coca-Cola and I poured a few of those roasted salted peanuts into the Coke and the peanuts, they just sort of float in there for a minute and then they start to absorb more of the soda and and then they sink. And as I'm talking about this now, I want to go to the corner store and buy these items because I'm craving it right now, just talking about it. Well, I've tasted, I had tasted Coca-Cola on its own before, and I had tasted uh, roasted salted peanuts on their own before, but never before had I tasted them together. And I cannot quite describe what the flavor is like, because how does one describe flavor? How does one describe colors to a person who has been blind from birth? It's kind of like that. So I, I, I'm not going to waste my breath trying to explain the taste to you, but I will assure you, I guarantee you, that if you do it, you will fucking love it. It tastes so good. So good. And you don't just need Coca-Cola. You, you can do it with Dr. Pepper as well. Or Pepsi. Um, I imagine it would probably be pretty good with root beer as well, although I have not yet tried it with root beer. I imagine the salt, though, in the root beer would uh, make it very fizzy. Here's a little trick. If you've got some like soda that's gone flat, a dark soda, it needs to be, well, like, you know, Royal, not Royal Crown. That's a, that's a, what am I, what am I talking about? There's RC Cola. Yeah. Yeah. Royal Crown Cola. Um, that's like the poor people's Coca-Cola. Take Coca-Cola, RC Cola, or Pepsi Cola, any kind of cola. And if it's flat, put a little bit of salt in it. I know it sounds weird and gross, but I mean, don't drown it in salt, but put a little bit of salt in there and that'll cause a chemical reaction and make it more fizzy. But the salt somehow through chemistry makes it taste more fresh. It makes it taste not flat. So the next time you get some flat Coke, put a little bit of a little dash of salt in there, you know, a little bit at a time. You can always add more and uh, see, see how it does you. Do it do you good? Hopefully it do. I guarantee you it will. So that's one thing. Um, there's other stuff. Some people don't like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Uh, some people just don't like peanut butter in general. They prefer almond butter. I, I don't believe I've ever had almond butter because a jar that is the same size of your standard peanut butter jar of almond butter costs like 10 fucking dollars minimum. And that's a lot of money for a thing that I'm going to go through pretty quickly because I love peanut butter. Um, but you know, I like to have peanut butter, peanut butter, jelly, and honey sandwiches. It's good if you've ever done all three. I mean, you've got, you know, peanut butter and jelly, you've got peanut butter and honey, but peanut butter, jelly, and honey, that's a whole new element, man. Welcome to Flavortown. And it's best if you toast the bread. It's always better if you toast the bread. And it's always better if you just stick with some type of whole wheat bread. Spring an extra dollar 
and get some like next level up uh, sliced bread because it's so much better than like the dirt cheap store brand shit or like wonder bread because that stuff just turns into dough and it like pills up. It's not very bready. It's just kind of shit, you know, and it's all bleached and everything, you know, spring, spring for like a two and a half dollar loaf of whole wheat bread and toast it and put some peanut butter, jelly and honey on it. Oh, and it's so fucking good. Or you could do peanut butter, jelly and maple syrup. But I discovered this a couple years ago. I, I was always like, why is this syrup? Why are these glass bottles of syrup like a few times more expensive than the like the Miss Butterworths or 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 you know Cabin House or whatever the fucking brands are of like the cheaper syrup. It's because those syrups are not really maple syrup. They are just uh corn syrup with molasses flavoring and like a little bit of maple flavoring that's usually like some type of molasses in it. And it blew my mind. One day I was at the grocery store. Was I stoned? You betcha. Because I, I, I woke up early. I got really high. And I was like, I'm going to make some fucking pancakes and bacon. Um, and I'm going to cook the pancakes in the bacon grease. Because that's, you know, flavor. You want flavor in your food. Because otherwise, you're, you're not cooking. You're not making food if it's flavorless. And if you can't handle the flavor, get out of the bus. You're not going to Flavor Town. You just want like fucking sustenance for, you know, and it's not even going to have any sustenance. Your body wants the flavors. And even if you have a testy tums, a testy tum tum that can only take certain types of flavors, you can still find some way to make the flavors happen with, you know, bland food. You can zhuzh it up somehow. You just got to get creative with it. Um, but, um, yeah, I started buying real maple syrup. But when I looked at the ingredients, I was like, what the fuck? This is just corn syrup. That's not good for you. Well, all this corn starch, corn, everything's got fucking corn in it because of some weird fucking shit that like linked up money, linked up market commerce, uh, private interests with, um, legislation. So that like fucking everything has corn syrup or corn starch in it, corn, something in it. It's not good for you. And it causes a lot of fucking problems for your body because it's so high and, and not the best types of fructose. Anyway, I looked at the ingredients on the like the $6 bottles of maple syrup and there was only one ingredient, real maple syrup. And that's when it dawned on me. It's like, I've been living a fucking lie my entire life. I haven't had real maple syrup. So I bought the expensive bottle that looks like a little, you know, a little pocket, little pocket glass flask of whiskey. That's because back in the day, um, Canadian whiskey became popular during the pro, uh, the alcohol prohibition here in the United States. And a lot of, you know, a lot of the whiskey was imported in maple syrup bottles and the color was made the same as that is maple syrup. So like golden or dark or golden brown. 
and uh, that's how it got into the States. So that's why when you get like a, a flask, a little small bottle of whiskey, that's why the bottles are the exact same types of, and shapes of bottles that you get real maple syrup in. I haven't read that anywhere. I just put that together in my head because I know enough things that I put those two things together. And that's why I'm smart. Hop on the bus. We're taking a trip to the fucking library. We're taking a trip to school. We're taking a trip to Flavortown. You're going to get smart and taste good flavors. Okay. Um, so, you know, I got real maple syrup and that shit goes a long way. You know, it's worth the extra money and it's so much better than that fake shit. Oh, no fucking comparison. But let me tell you this. You can do peanut butter and real maple syrup sandwich, but it's not like peanut butter and honey. Peanut butter and honey is very good on its own. Peanut butter and maple syrup on its own, it's, it's, it's lacking. But if you do peanut butter, jelly, and real maple syrup, oh, on toasted whole wheat bread, oh, forget about it. Choo-choo, taking the flavor train to Flavor City. Fuck me in the mouth with the flavors. God, you can't rape the willing when it comes to, you know, flavor loving. <sighs> so, what are, what are some other things people get grossed out by? Fried Spam sandwiches. I thought Spam, the fucking idea of it was disgusting. Disgusting. When I first saw it, it just looks, it's gross. <laughs> I mean, the idea of it, and you don't even know what the fuck is in it, like pig lips and assholes. But my dad showed me how to make fried Spam sandwiches. So you slice them up to like a, I guess like a half inch slices and you fry them on a pan till they're like good and golden crispy color. And it's like all the best flavors of, of bacon, but without like the bacon fat. I mean, it's a little bit different than bacon, but it's similar and it's really fucking good. You got to get it golden crispy all around though. Um, and if you cook it right, it's still a bit like kind of tender on the inside. You don't want to dry it out, but you want to cook it just enough, but not too little. And then you put it on, of course, I toast it. My dad doesn't toast the bread. I like toasted bread. So put it on some toasted bread. But before you do, put some yellow mustard on the bread and then put the slices of fried spam on it. Eat it. You got to let it sit for a minute because it'll burn if you, you know, eat it right off the pan because it's still cooking internally. Um, but when you bite into it, this thing that's fucking disgusting becomes this thing that is beautiful and flavorful. Oh, oh my God. I'm salivating. I got to go wipe my chin. I'll be right back. And I'm back. I just went to the corner store and got myself a Dr. Pepper and a little bag of uh, dry roasted salted peanuts. And if you're watching, you can probably see I have peanuts floating here in the soda. I'm going to take a, a sip, all right? I'm going to prove to you this tastes so good. Mmm. It tastes so good. And the salt on it is making it fizzy. Can you hear? Can you hear the fizzing? Mmm. When you smell it, it smells like Dr. Pepper with peanuts. It's so fucking good. Oh, my God. A bottle of Flavortown. Mmm. Mm -mm. 
on my way to the corner store, my um my downstairs neighbor was walking to the store at the same time. We we walked in at the same time, and uh, I told him what I was doing, getting some uh, Dr Pepper and peanuts, and I was like, I'm gonna put the peanuts in it. And he said, Oh, that's an old Southern thing. I said, Really? And he said, Yeah. Um, you know, they call any kind of soda dope. So they'll say, put some peanuts in your dope. And I was just wondering, why would they call it dope? Probably because Coca-Cola, Coke, Coke, you know, dope means drugs. And Coca-Cola, um, like the coca, I mean, there's like the coca, cocaine. It was cocaine cola because there's like cola nut. And Coca-Cola used to have cocaine in it. Man, I want to try that. I want to try Coca-Cola with cocaine in it, like like the original formula. I bet that shit was good. Put some pep in your step, yeah? Um, But I guess that's why in the South they'd call it dope. Like, oh, you got some Coke? Oh, you got some dope? You know, you're drinking dope. You're doing dope. Even after the dope was taken out of dope, they still called it dope. So put some peanuts in your dope. Apparently it's an old Southern thing, which makes sense because my dad's an old man. He's older than my downstairs neighbor. My downstairs neighbor, he ain't young. I'm going to take another drink. Fucking tastes so good. And I bet the fried Spam sandwich is a Southern thing too. I know Spam is heavily featured in a lot of Hawaiian cuisine. Spam and pineapples. Mm. Cheers to that. Mm. I've seen like a Hawaiian roll at like a sushi place and it's got Spam in it. You know, I bet it's got pineapple too. Who knows? Mm. I'm going to put some more peanuts into the soda now. I'm not even high yet. <laughs> I'm just doing this. I'm just dumping the whole fucking bag in here. I don't, I don't care. I'm putting some peanuts in my dope. Oh, yeah. Well, getting some flakes on the ground, but that's okay. The fizz. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna take another drink here. Yep. Mmm. 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 Put some peanuts in your dope. <laughs> All right. What else? What else? I discovered this when I was in, in undergrad because in the cafeteria, they had little waffle makers and like batter. You can just make your own waffles as much as you want. So I would make waffles and I started experimenting with it. I would make waffles and I would put peanut butter on top and honey on top of the waffles. It's okay with the syrup. They only had the fake ass syrup, but peanut butter and honey on top of a waffle. Oh, so good. <clears throat> molto bene. Molte, molto bene. Oh. And then another time I had some, like my parents also in undergrad, they got me some um, pop tarts, but without the frosting, some blueberry pop tarts. And I tried this out. I put some peanut butter on top of them, toasted. I toasted them first, of course. I put some peanut butter on top of toasted, frostingless blueberry Pop-Tarts. 
peanut butter and then some maple syrup. Although this was before I discovered real maple syrup. So I put the fake ass stuff on it. It tasted kind of like pancakes. Somehow the, um, the crust of the, the pop tart mixed with the peanut butter um, and, and with the addition of the syrup, the not maple syrup, made it taste kind of like blueberry pancakes, but not a whole lot of blueberry to it, but it kind of tastes like blueberry pancakes. You can try this out at home. It won't hurt you unless you're like, you know, you have some dietary restrictions and please don't try it. Um, if you're allergic to these things or, or if, if you're going to choke on it, food can always be a choking hazard, even liquids. I've choked on liquids. I've choked on a fucking clove of garlic that I didn't want to chew up because I was getting ill. Jesus, that's noisy. I'm trying to record here, people. Um, I was getting sick and I read that, um, you know, eating raw garlic can help as like an antibacterial, antimicrobial thing. And I didn't want to get sick. So I'd eat garlic like every morning and chewing on it. It just burned my mouth. It was a very sharp, um, not the most pleasant flavor, just raw clove of garlic. So then I got the bright idea of like, oh, what if I just swallow it like a pill? So I put one clove of garlic in my mouth. I swallowed it but it didn't swallow all the way. It got lodged in the back of my throat for 30 fucking minutes. I was, I, I, I drank a bunch of water. I tried to eat some, um, oatmeal that I had already prepared to try to like force it down because it was lodged in there. I was thinking maybe if I force it down, but anytime I like drank something or ate something to try to force it down, I guess the stuff just got caught further in my throat or esophagus somehow, and I ended up puking the stuff up. And so then I I just ended up over the fucking toilet for like 15 minutes or so, um, sticking my fingers down my throat, like making myself puke and everything, and it wouldn't fucking move. That little bastard was lodged in there good and well. And tears were streaming down my face, and I was I was still able to breathe. I was able to relax myself enough, but I started thinking, how long can I keep this up? I don't know if I can keep it up much longer. Is this how I'm going to fucking die? I'm going to die from trying to keep myself healthy? And um, finally, I felt it dislodge from my throat and go down my esophagus and go kerplunk through my... Uh, my sphincter valve above the stomach and, um, and I didn't die, but I also never swallowed a clove of garlic like a pill ever again. Time for another sip. Mm, mm, mm. Flavor town. Mm. Mm. All right. Here's one beets in stir fry. Yep. Beets in stir fry. Sounds fucking weird, but I started doing it. It tastes so good. So my usual stir fry, I don't use like the classic ingredients. I use, um, I'll get an onion. I'll get a bell pepper. I'll get a jalapeno. I'll get a poblano. Um, I'll do a yellow squash. 
Um, let's see what else. Garlic, of course. And um, I'll cook it all up together. But I started adding, um, I you know, I'd chop up um, a beet and put it in there. And it tastes really good. And it's good for you, too. Beets are chock full of vitamins. It's good for your blood because it, it's red and everything. So that's good. And then also recently I started chopping up some sweet potato to fry in the mix. Oh my God, the sweet potato makes it, it takes it up a whole nother level that I never even knew existed. I unlocked a fucking achievement. You know, that I once I discovered it, when I turned on my PlayStation 4, motherfucker, I, I had an achievement. I unlocked a trophy for discovering a new avenue in Flavortown. <laughs> I'm just going to drink this soda for the rest of the time. You're just going to listen to me drinking this, all right? Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. That's very tasty. It's the taste. What other stuff? Mm, maybe something will come to me in a minute. Um, so, yeah. Mayonnaise and french fries is really good. Mm, bada bing, bada boom. So when it comes to cooking, I approach cooking like a jazz musician. You lay down... Um, you lay down your bass. I mean, like, not just like the bass instrument, but you lay down the foundation of the song or of the dish. You know, I'm going to do rice. I'm going to have this type of meat. And I'm going to have garlic. So we've got a solid foundation of three things that, you know, work together. Now you've got other stuff, you can look around and see what you have as far as spices and ingredients goes. Um, I, I tend to follow my stomach at the store. Well, I did before quarantine times. Um, things are a little tighter now. And I also want to be at the grocery store even less because people are even more annoying than before at the grocery store. And, um, so, you know, in normal times, I would just follow my stomach and grab whatever uh, produce ingredients I felt my stomach wanted. You know, it would speak to me. I let my stomach lead me to Flavor Town, and I would buy things and bring them back home when I know I'm making, for example, a stir fry. That's my go-to, um, and it's the easiest one. You just chop a bunch of stuff up and fry it up good in a big old pan. <clears throat> and um, so you lay down a foundation of a few things that you know are going to work well, things that could work well on their own, but then you're going to knock it up whatever new notches. You're going to create a, a piece of music, and it's all improvised, and that's like improvised like bebop jazz. You know, they lay down the, the drums, they lay down the bass line, and lay down a sort of a, a melody at the for the core of the song. And then everything around it, people just improvise. They let the fucking song itself lead them where it needs to go. 
things will come in, things will go out. Well, that's the way I like to cook. I cook with my nose and I cook with my ears. So, um, but mostly the nose. The ears help with like figuring out if something's done. The nose helps with the flavor. And, uh, you know, I'll be cooking something, laying down the base, and uh, I'm just over the heat, stirring stuff around, flipping it around, chopping it up, and then I'll smell it, and I'll be like, hmm, I wonder what this will be like. So I open up, I've got a lot of spices. I open up a spice bottle, smell that, smell what's cooking already, add that. Boom, you've got a whole new element to that jazz song you're making. Cooking is very much like jazz. Because if you're really cooking, you're going off the script. If you're really cooking, you're not just following the recipe anymore. I mean, you want to, if you're going to make something, you want to make it correctly, like for baking or something. But that's, I, I don't bake very much. Um, but as far as like for like stovetop cooking, oh, fuck, yeah, I, you know, I improvise with that stuff. And one of the things that helps with finding inspiration and, and finding the path to Flavortown is, is drugs, mainly marijuana. And that's also what a lot of jazz players use still, even when I was in college, you know, I was friends with a lot of like the jazz, uh, the jazz kids at the college and they all did so many fucking drugs. Um, and, and, and drugs have long been part of the jazz culture. It's been a part of the jazz community, jazz musicians. You know, you read some old, like, some old uh, beat writing from the 40s and 50s, and they talk about, you know, the jazz musicians smoking tea. You know, tea was code word for, for marijuana, for cannabis. And, you know, they'd be like tea heads smoking tea, doing the reefers and making jazz. You know, they just do some drugs and make fucking jazz. And you can also do some drugs and make some fucking food while listening to jazz. And if you know any people, if you've been around or in the service industry for any amount of time, especially back of house, you know, cooks and drugs go together. A lot of cooks uh, it, it is not uncommon for cooks to do a lot of drugs, you know, and smoke a lot of cigarettes and, and just not have the healthiest of lifestyles. But that's kind of how it goes. Like, I, I know I, I've known and met quite a few cooks who were coke heads or just total stoners. Like, at least, it, you know, any great cook I know is at least a total fucking pothead. Um, because it gets them hungry and it gets them creative and marijuana helps with, um, uh, free association. That is just putting together these seemingly, uh, unrelated, um, things that uh, just take two things that are random and actually find that they're not so random, find a through line, a thread connecting both of these things, flavor wise, um, esoteric wise, sound wise, just free association and cannabis really helps with free association. Um, or, and some people are just really good at free association anyway. Um, wink. I'm talking about me. I'm really
really good at free association. People think I'm high when I'm not. And then they think I am when I am as well. Um, that's it. That's it, folks. That's all I'm, that's all I'm going to talk about for this one. Thank you for tuning in yet again. If you want to help support your show and show some appreciation for the show, for keeping you entertained and enlightened and educated and loved, then, you know, if you want, you can become a donor at patreon.com slash that thing with James. You can donate as little as a dollar a month, or you can donate as much as 15000 not 1500 $15,000 a month. If you're a high roller, wink, you know, you know you want to do it. Pay off all my fucking ex- uh, debts, please. And um, so, yeah, you can become a donor there. Um, you know, share the show with your friends, subscribe and all that stuff. And thanks for tuning in again. I will catch you next week. I love you. Bye.